podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. Have uh, our sponsor, co-host, good friend, Grant Gears from Eagles and Arrows Golf on the podcast today. Grant, what's going on? What's up, Dan? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I was in your neck of the woods, well, semi-neck of the woods, same state, I guess, at least, uh, last week at the Masters, and uh, i tell you what, man, we had some decent weather followed by some awful weather, but I am yet again, and I feel like a broken record on this podcast, telling people for the last nine months, like, we're expecting snow here yet again in the Northeast. It's crazy. I, I can't believe, you know, we're coming up on May, and you guys are, are still dealing with the, you know, the snow. Yeah, you know, I was talking with my wife this morning, and yesterday was uh, the seven, no, sorry, uh, 19th anniversary of us buying our house. And there was snow on the ground when we purchased the house. And we really haven't had bad Aprils up until the last three or four years where the weather pattern has really just changed really dramatically to just a ton of flooding rain and stuff. And then I told you my son had a baseball game today, which is now postponed because we're supposed to get three to five inches overnight. It's just un- unbelievable. I mean, come on, spring. It's going to be summer before you know it. I I know. And I see all my followers and friends and, you know, out golfing with great weather. You just posted a picture of a of Augusta West uh, around Easter time yesterday, the day before. And it looked absolutely, I mean, pristine for this time of year uh, you can't you down you can't even fathom what i'm going through down south can you no i don't even want it's 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 painful i'm sorry to say <laughs> it, but it's painful to even think about don't forget about your northern neighbors we're we're suffering in, in silence up here um so grant have you been to the masters at all yep i went in uh 2015 okay so two years after the because uh, i was in there 13 as well um did you get a nice day good weather great experience unbelievable it was just you know as you know from going there multiple times when you step foot on the property it's just it's just magic i mean it's just so special there's i mean it's one of those places that lives up to the hype and for the day that i went it was just amazing yeah it was awesome yeah i'll certainly agree to that sentiment definitely lives up to the hype um so d lou my buddy and i went down uh my good buddy derek lives out in california had won the tickets through the lottery last minute said to me hey i can't go you know you want to go this is like five days before the tuesday practice round and i you know i was just blown away through the text message and i said yeah i said just please give me like three to four hours to kind of process this see if i can get a flight see if i can get a rental car see if i can get an airbnb See if I can get someone to go with me. You know what I mean? All these, all these factors that go into it. Um, you know, I didn't want to spend a ton of money with it being last minute and like not having things planned out. So everything, everything worked out well. You know, we flew into Savannah. Uh, most people fly into Columbia or they fly into Atlanta. Uh, but we flew into Savannah. I love that airport. It's one of my favorites. Got a really easy rental car, and actually stayed at. Uh, and I don't know him. Uh, people have told me he's a big country music 
superstar, Luke Bryan. You know him? I, I've heard of him. Okay, so <laughs> we we end up staying in Luke Bryan's house that he has on this cypress swamp down there. Long story short, he went to Georgia Southern University, which is about nine miles from this house. So before he moved to Nashville to become you know, the big time superstar, which his manager said to him, Hey, you know, like you, you're never going to make it big in, uh, Oh God, I can't remember the name of the town we stayed in. It was right next to Metter, Georgia. He's like, you, you know, you're never going to make it big down there. You got to move to Nashville. He's like, Oh, okay, cool. So he up and sells this house, which was amazing. Like we, you pull out kayaks right from the back porch and you're in the Cypress swamp. I mean, just unreal. And, uh, so he moves to Nashville, sells the house. Some guys got it on Airbnb now. You know, we rented. It was amazing. Um, I got to tell you this. Just like you, my 2013 visit to the Masters was astronomical. Scott went. My wife went. Uh, we sold the fourth ticket, which basically paid for everything for us, you know. Um, it, it worked out well. d lose first time. As we're getting close to, you know, tournament time, that Tuesday practice round, we just keep seeing this weather rolling in. Awful. You know, tornado warnings, possible hail, thunderstorms, all this stuff. It's not bad in the morning. Like, we make it there a little bit later than I wanted to. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> kind of anal about getting there early. D. Lou was, a, you know, was like, ah, I think, I think it'll be cool if we get there at like 7. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And there's, I'll tell you this. So it's been nine years since I went. When you went, was there the new merchandise pavilion, or were you still in the old one? I think, I want to say 2015 was the first year of that new one. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. What, what we went into was uh, just past the, um, the really nice practice range, um, and then, you know, you walk up over there, and it's uh, before you get to the first tee on the right. Yeah, up on the right. So so I wasn't sure if it was 15 or 16 that the new one came to be. So the first time I was in the old one, which was like a very industrial warehousey type feel. Like everything was set up nice, right? But it did it, it wasn't proper Augusta National-esque, I guess you could say. Right. And and so they they built this new one, they built a new press center, they have a, a new, you know, UPS shipping right next to it um well maybe it's fedex yeah i'm sure it's fedex or something i don't know it's one of the two but uh but i gotta tell you so we were a little late coming in now gates were supposed to open at eight um everything is completely different than my first experience i mean augusta has bought infinite amount of of acreage to make more parking lots last time we we pulled in we were like five spots away from the front gate now we're like a half a mile away from the front gate Tons and tons of people, which I come to find out the 2020 people that couldn't make it because of the pandemic got pushed to 2021. Well, those numbers were still small. So 2021 people that won tickets could come this year. So this year in 2022 on this Tuesday, you had people from 2020 still that were cashing in their tickets um, to come to the Masters practice round. So you had literally almost three times the amount of people it was a, 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 um, a cluster f like i've never seen at a golf tournament and i mean i'm i've been to every major except for the open championship and you know probably 30 different tournaments through covering it or going as a fan and i've never seen so many people so i wasted get this and i don't know if it's if it's wasted or not because you know how many times you're really going to go back in your life 
But I wasted an hour and 40 minutes inside the merchandise pavilion and then in the shipping line. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's, this, that's, that's a lot of people, you know? It's, it, it was too many to the point where, you know, and I'm not a tall guy, but I couldn't even see certain areas of the merchandise pavilion because there were just so many people. And then I'm in line for shipping and I got a master's backpack. It's the one that I wanted to pull over and a master's backpack. And like, you know, I, I needed those things like a hundred percent. I need those things. So I said to one of the security guards, like, Hey, can I just wear my backpack on the course thinking I'll just shove everything in the backpack. We're going to get rained out anyway by like two, three o'clock. It's not going to be that long. And the lady's like, no, there's no backpacks allowed on the course. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm in the shipping line. I get everything shipped. I've lost D. Lou at this point. Okay. <laughs> you know, and there's no cell phones. There's no way to find him. I can't text him. I can't send up smoke signals. He's completely gone off my radar. I'm looking at my watch. I told him we're going to meet outside at 830. It's now 905. You know, I'm thinking we didn't plan this. We didn't plan to meet at a place. So he's gone, in my opinion. But I've got the keys to the car. So worst case scenario is I'm going back to the car at the end of the day and I'm going to find him, right? Mm -hmm. I ship all my stuff. I walk across and there's like a patron waiting area outside of the merchandise pavilion and shipping. And, you know, sure as hell, who do I see standing there? D. Lou. With this big carry duffel bag that I could have fit in. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're here. He's like, yeah, I just got done in the pavilion. I'm like, I've been waiting and shipping for 50 minutes and you were in there shopping. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got lost, turned around, too many people. I said, what are you doing with that bag? He's like, I'm going to carry it around the course. Now, Grant, I'm talking like a, like a legit luggage bag. He's <laughs> huffing around now. The master's. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I needed a new, uh, like a new overnight bag. And I'm like, that, that's an overweek bag you've got. <laughs> I said, this woman over here just told me I couldn't wear a backpack. And you're carrying like this four foot bag around Augusta National. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, I got all my stuff in it. And, you know, sure as hell. No one gives him anything. They don't say a crossword about it. So he's out carrying. So I end up yeah. wasting 40 bucks in shipping. You know, ship stuff that I could have stuck in my backpack. No, there's no backpacks, but no one said anything about luggage. There's, you can have luggage out there. You just can't have a backpack. Yeah, you can't have two straps and go on your back. But if you carry it over your shoulder, you're okay. And and the area outside of the uh, the merchandise uh, venue, it, it should be called the de-stress area. Because like when you go in that merchandise tent, <laughs> it's so stressful. There's so many people. It's chaotic. You're excited. Everyone's excited. Like it, it, that. That needs to be renamed merchandise de-stress area. I had I had a list on me that I had written down. Right, no phones, obviously, and I kept checking it. I go to make a beeline for checkout. Once I guess my last thing, I'm online for checkout, and I'm going. You got to be kidding me! Like I can. I wrote it down, and I completely forgot to get Derek a polo. You know, as a thank you for the tickets. So I'm back in there. You know, the, the, the technical gear and the, and the polos are all the way like in the back left of the pavilion. And I'm fighting through these people. So I add another 20 minutes to that. And I can't like I can't believe someone as responsible as me. Like my brain was frazzled from just seeing so many people, you know, in there and trying to 
look through them like, okay, do I have this? I have this. I have that. I have that. And then you're trying not to look at the price, you know, because everything is, even though it's fairly priced, it's very expensive gear, right? Like you're not going to find sure. an Under Armour uh, quarter zip. Like it's all Peter Millar, a clubhouse collection, you know, it's all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so Dan and I, we, we meet back up. He's like, yeah, I was going to give you 10 more minutes and I was just going to bounce. I was like, oh, cool, because, you know, as soon as I got done with shipping, like I was out, you know, I was just going to walk the course. So we, we kind of do the back nine. And we and then at this point in time, it's like 915. We figured, OK, we've got about five hours. Till the storms come in. We got some food. Everybody knows it's super cheap. I'm going to tell you this at 925 a.m. They were sold out of chicken and biscuits. I was like, what? Like, are you kidding me? You're Augusta National. First off, there's no peach ice cream because of supply chain issues. There's no chicken and biscuits at 925. And then at 1048, the siren goes off and everything is closed for the day. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst ever. That's worse. I mean, that's potentially worse than you experiencing snow mid-April. Like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, really? It's over? Yeah. So I, you know, I had prepped myself for one o'clock and I was like, Hey man, you know, I've been here and no, not like as a big shop, but I've been here. I can take you to all the cool places. We can shove everything to into, you know, that one o'clock time frame, and, and you will feel like you spent nine hours on the grounds. And we got half that time and even less than half because of the, the debacle at the merch pavilion. So, uh, so the, the alarm goes off. And, you know, one of the one of the most amazing things when you go to golf tournaments is uh, like kind of the stupidity of, of, of people in the crowd, not knowing players, uh, not even knowing golf. They're just kind of there to, right. to be there. And, and you would think at, at Augusta, you know, at the Masters that you would have a more dedicated fan base, maybe a more intelligent fan base. And that's not the case. I think even more so a lot of these are like lineage tickets, familial tickets, um corporate tickets for people and you get you got people walking around going like what's that noise why are they blowing that siren and then they get in the loudspeakers and you can hear all on the course because there's speakers in the trees you know every patron service is closed that means food that means the bathrooms that means everything to the merch pavilion you cannot do anything but leave the course because there was lightning in the area and it was expected it's and, the most masters and the most polite way to say, get the hell out. <laughs> it, it, I could not say it better. I know we're never going to have anyone from Augusta National on. <clears throat> so I can go out and say that as well as they treat you, you are you are a plebeian that they are just allowing your filth onto their course <laughs> like for a short amount of time. Because I'm telling you, that that siren went off, and then there were just security guards lining everything, like, pointing, you're going that way, you're going that way, like, get, like, get off immediately. And and look, the storms were bad. It was lightning within 10 miles. We got a tornado that touched down 19 miles from the house we were staying, where the next morning we had to drive past, like, where it had touched down to get to the airport. So you had really severe and strong southern spring weather, but... It, get, it it left me with this sour taste of just, wow, like they just don't care whatsoever. Like we were walking around, both Dan and I had to go to the bathroom, you know? And on the way out, there was restroom facilities. And so we go to make a beeline, security guard's got his hands up with like, you know, state pa pa patrol people, state police, 
like it's closed. I said, the bathroom is closed. I said, you're telling me all bathrooms are closed. He said, everything for the patrons is closed. And I was like, yep. okay, okay. <laughs> so a- as we walk past, there is a line to get into the merchandise pavilion that must have been a thousand people strong. There are security people at the front going up and down the line telling people it is closed. You cannot get in. You will not be able to purchase anything. You need to leave, and these people would not go anywhere. <laughs> what do you mean we have to leave? <laughs> Your money is no good here. <laughs> wow. We had uh, other podcast hosting friends that were down there on that Tuesday as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. We made some you know, rough plans to meet up at like 3 in the afternoon or so. I talked to them later on in the day. They didn't even get to go to the merch tent at all, the merchandise pavilion. And I heard that from from countless people like that night when we got back to the house the next day as we're flying back, countless people DMing me and be like, hey, did you get stuff? Did you get anything extra? I was there. I didn't get anything. You know, I was going to do it in the afternoon when the lines died down. So as, as Can much you imagine? as imagine, I know I can't. I can't because like one of the greatest things about going to the Masters is getting such select gear, which you cannot buy anywhere else. You can't buy online unless you go to like, there's that MMO golf, which marks everything up by like 75%. But you cannot buy Masters Gear retail anywhere in the world but Augusta National once a year. Think about if you won. You won the, the lottery, right? Which is hard enough to do uh, as it is. I, I've, the year I got to go, I, I did win the lottery. I was so lucky. I've been putting in for, you know, I don't know how many years. But I did, I did get it one time. Uh, and uh, it was awesome. But can you think about that? Like you, you won the lottery essentially a year ago. And you're like planning your trip. You're so excited. You know, it's probably only for one day, right? Right. And, you're, and, and then you get there. And already you're like, man, the weather's, you know, going to be moving in. You know there's going to be weather at some point. Then you're waiting in line at the merch, and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to get my souvenir. And then that siren goes off, and they're like, please leave the property. Yeah, Ooh. and there were people online, you know, because they they do it by, they basically herd you in corral style. So they let 100 people in, right? And then people are waiting in line, and then they'll count, okay, once 50 people leave, the next 100 can go in. Um, and there were people waiting in line at that time that were literally right up front next to go in. And they're telling them, get out. Crazy. You know, so, that's got to be very disheartening for somebody. So for, for Derek being friend of the year and, 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 and giving you, you guys tickets uh, and, and, and him missing out on the shirt, this isn't going to make up for not getting the master shirt, but we're going we'll, we're gonna to send oh, no, no, uh, no. Derek no, he did get it. No. Oh, no, he got the polo. Oh, oh for sure. He? Oh, I was not leaving. I would have gone back oh, in line for that. Dude. Yeah, hundred percent. He he got the polo. He loved it. I went real classic, just uh, um, real thin blue stripe polo. You know, with the the simple Masters logo, nice tech fabric. Um, yeah, honestly, if if I had shipped everything and then forgot, like I would have waited back in line for that. You know, because quite honestly, you know, for me, I had been there before. Yes, it's awesome. Yes, it's very cool. Um, but you know, like D Lou had never been there before. So I was more excited. I told, I told Dan, I said, look, it's like when a kid goes to Disney world for their first time. Like, I don't care. I've been there, you know, a a bunch of times. I'm not even a Disney person. It just has worked out in my life. I've been there a bunch. Like, I don't care anymore. I love seeing it through their eyes. And, and I got to experience that 
you know, feeling again, like seeing D. Lou look at this place and be like, oh, my God, like like you said before, it really outlives the hype. It does. There's so many places you go, like you hear about, oh, you got to go try this. You got to do this, see this, whatever. Anything in life could be golf related or not. And you go and you're like, yeah, it's cool, but I don't know about all that hype. But Augusta, it just knocks it out of the park. It, it meets it and then and exceeds it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, so we had a blast. And, and, and again, not to be nitpicky, there were a few things that I liked better the first time and maybe because it was my first time. But they used to let you walk all over the par three course. Well, that was completely cordoned off with security and ropes. Um, they used to let you walk like off the off the brick pathways onto the grass. And I was going to cut across and the lady said, you need to go back in the path, sir. I, j- I looked at her. I said, it, it, this, it's grass. And she's like, all movement needs to be on the path. And I was like, okay. You know, I just kept oh, wow. on getting like, di- I, I felt like I was getting like nickel and dimed as I'm going through Augusta. And, and who knows, maybe I was walking through like a hot shot because like, oh, hey, I've been here before. Like, I know I can get to this hole through there and stuff. And, you know, there's new protocol and stuff, but it definitely seemed a lot more restricted mm-hmm. to what fans and patrons were allowed to, or, or are allowed to do as opposed to last time. Um, but but the closing all the bathrooms and the selling out of chicken and biscuits and not letting people see the par three course, like I don't want to say I soured on it, but it was just a better overall experience last time. Now, if we had been there till six o'clock, you know, in the evening and being the last ones off the course like last time, maybe that would have made up for it, you know? Um and, and maybe you just can't go home again. Maybe the first time is always uh the best. But I'll tell you the one thing that I was very impressed with, you had people I mean, we we saw people walking in as we were leaving, meaning they had just gotten on the grounds and then they were going to be sent home. Oof, Augusta sent out a nice letter, a nice uh, memo to everyone in the press and spread the word that anybody that had tickets for that year for that practice round and they won it through their master's lottery account would be offered the opportunity to buy those same exact tickets next year. So Derek in turn, has the ability to buy next year's 2023 Masters tickets for the Tuesday practice round. So that made me feel great because now he's getting his shot again at going, you know, and, and I got to go again. I got to bring D. Lou a little bit. So, you know, karma-wise, everything worked out. That works out awesome. I mean, he's yeah. probably like, that's the best storm of all time. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, all right. So before, so that's, that's it for the masters. It was cool. Um, you know, uh, great tournament. Um, you know, Scotty was absolutely unstoppable. We're, we're, you know, already past. We've got Spieth winning this week. Um, yeah, I just haven't had time to record with baseball and everything. And that's kind of the season we're in right now. Uh, even though it's, you know, might be ski season coming up soon. <laughs> Spring ski season coming, coming to you. Yeah, but uh, hey, I, I've got you on. We always kind of break around the twenty-minute mark or so for um, you know an, an ad read, and uh, I mean, what, what better way to do it than have the owner of the company on? Obviously, people know our sponsor, Eagles and Hours Golf. They know Grant. They know that you run the company. Um, so instead of me kind of going over some things, it, why don't you kind of tell us what the company and and you've been up to as of late? Yeah, so. I, well, I appreciate it, first of all, and I want to say thank you to everybody who's uh, fallen in the support uh, that we've gotten um, from all of the podcast patrons of Leave the Pin. But, um, yeah, so we, uh, as a lot of you know, we, we, we're sponsoring this awesome uh, 
collegiate golfer Grayson Blunt, which you've had on the on the pod. Um, yep, he's just an awesome guy, and he's out there um, rocking the Eagles and Arrow stuff. And this year, we're kind of focusing on um, doing some custom stuff. Um, so we're doing a lot of custom hats. We're doing our gloves and leather goods for different um, different companies, and also just people who want you know to have a different look or their own look um, out there on the course or um yeah so we're working on that um i've been working on uh, getting augusta west in shape um it's coming around pretty good we haven't uh made any new additions or anything but you know just a uh, little work to get it in in shape but um yeah so we're doing that stuff and um yeah so i wanted i wanted to just say if uh, anybody is looking to have something custom made you know whether it be gloves or hats or any of our leather stuff that we offer or you know we have our great polos that we made you want to have a custom logo embroidered on that and uh you know reach out or if you got an idea that something you'd like uh, us to to do you know shoot me a message and uh or shoot dan a message and uh yeah we can see what we can what we can cook up for you yeah, between the, the you know the two of us, or even with Grayson, um, you know we can funnel ideas to Grant, obviously, and get him in touch with you. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know Grayson, awesome dude. Uh, had him on the podcast before. He's out there killing it, Sam Houston State. And uh, you know one of the things I love about the gear is you know for me personally, like how Southern oriented it is. So quick funny story, I didn't even get to tell you this yet because I figured I'd tell you on the pod. So we're going over to the par three course. I told you I wore my, my green Augusta West member T-shirt to the Masters thinking, oh, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be nice and warm. Kept my jacket on the whole time. I mean, I was freezing. I wore shorts. Stupid. Uh, you think I'd know better. I don't. But I had my hat on. So we walk over, and the guy says, oh, hold up. You know, they were driving um, Ian Baker Finch across. He's like, oh, I'm going to let him pass. Like, yeah, whatever. No, cool. So where are you guys head? I said, we're going to head over to walk the par three course. He's like, well, you can't. I was like, okay, and so why can't we? He's like, well, it's off limits. Part three tournaments tomorrow. And so, you know, I wasn't going to be like, dude, nine years ago, you know, I wasn't going to be that guy. So uh, I said, okay, cool. We'll take a picture up there. He said, no problem. He goes, what's that hat? And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, what do, you mean, what do you mean? I take it off. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, oh. I said, oh, Eagles and Arrows. I said, it's a, you know, it's American-owned company, an apparel company. He's like, That's, let me see that. Takes a look at it. It's like, oh, it's a you know, very cool logo. He said, uh, you know, a golf company. So I start to kind of explaining it to him. Um, and I'm thinking, like, you know what? I just I wish. And, and here's here's where I'm going to put a bug in your ear. OK, so you've got the Augusta West member T-shirt, right? I've got, you know, multiple variations of it. I think, Grant, it might be time for an Augusta West members hat. OK. You know, that says maybe member on the side or something or has augusta west on it um even if it just says augusta west i mean just think about like the shock value of that like you go into the masters and people are like oh he's got an augusta hat wait a minute it says augusta west like what's that i'm at augusta what's that yes you are what have you ever heard about <laughs> augusta west love it. Yeah. it i love that idea yeah i mean look and you know i'm you know i mean you did this in your backyard. I think it's phenomenal. It's uh, you know, probably an, a, a bucket list goal they'll never, I'll never achieve, um, and many people won't. But but they can live vicariously through you. And I I urge them to check it. You know, you guys out on Instagram, Eagles and Arrows Co. Eagles and Arrows C O on Instagram, or just you know type in Eagles and Arrows and take a look at some of the pictures 
of not only the gear, but Augusta West, which is an actual, you know, little course that Grant has. Like, this isn't just some fictitious place in the metaverse or in some person's, you know, mind's eye. It's real. You can, you know, Grant is tangibly hitting golf shots out there. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and you can become a member too. We we accept all. You just uh, you just got to go online and uh, sign up, get the best gloves on the market, and become an Augusta West member, and uh, and keep up with uh, any anything Eagles and Arrows that we got going on. Yeah, and you don't even have to live in the air. I, I consider myself a national non dues paying member. That's what I've you know branded myself as. Definitely, you're you're an ambassador of the club for sure. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so I got two crazy stories for you. You know, I got some friends that caddy out on tour. Um, actually, Dan Urban just hit me up to talk about Jimmy. Uh, we were talking about, you know, this off air a little bit. So uh, my one buddy, Dan Urban's back out caddying again. He was with Rain Gibson down on the Corn Ferry Tour for two tournaments. And now he's on the Champions Tour with this guy, Jim Farrell. So I've got the I've got the dirt on him, Grant. Jim Farrell is a club pro out of the Met section on Long Island. So near where I grew up at Hamlet Golf and Country Club, he got a sponsor's invite to this uh, this tournament this week, uh, which was uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. I don't know, Club Core or something like that. They're at, you know, some some sponsor name out on the Champions Tour. Uh, and then he's also got a invite into the Senior PGA, the KitchenAid PGA. So my man Dan's going to be catting out in a major tournament out on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's awesome. Yeah, this club core is in Irvin, Texas. They're at Las Colinas. Oh, Las Colinas Country Club. They're down at. So that's pretty yes. cool. So dude's a club pro, I guess. Uh, I mean, we saw that he played on the Corn Ferry Tour before, uh, which is probably, you know, uh, com at that time with a Nike Tour or something in, in 05, 06. Uh, so that's cool. And then the, the craziest story, which I feel bad, but I'm also super happy for my buddy Mike Creed, who – Caddies for Tyson Alexander on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, Tyson won this week. And I had seen he was in like fourth place on Friday. So I shoot my buddy Mike a text. Says, hey, man, great going. I was like, awesome. He plays well there every year. He's like, yeah, I'm not on his bag. I'm on someone else's bag this week. And I was like, oh, gosh, what happened? He's like, oh, nothing. He's like, this is the tournament I tell you about every year where his collegiate roommate caddies for him because the roommate's from Texas. Now, Tyson won this tournament last year without Mike on the bag. He wins the tournament again back-to-back this year without Mike on the bag. And you start to think, like, oh, gosh, does he think, like, uh, you know, is Mike holding him back? Did they not gel together? And he's like, no, not at all. He's like, I'm pumped for him. We move up the money list. He's like, and I'm right back out next week with him. <laughs> it's 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 amazing uh, that he won and, and shot 22 under. I mean, those guys out there in the Corn Ferry are, are – are, shooting these low numbers but but you know it's one of those things it's different uh courses for different horses as they say yes maybe yes. he just loves that course and it just sets up perfect to his eye and and you know um but heck maybe he'll win uh, a couple more and then uh you know get the uh the auto call up yeah i mean that would be unbelievable they bumped big time up on the money list they they just missed it by about 15 spots last year so I'm assuming this early in the season it puts him real high up. I haven't checked honestly, but I'm gonna assume it puts him within the top 30. Obviously, they need top 50, uh, you know, or top 25, excuse me, to get back out. 
uh, on the PGA Tour. But you know that would be phenomenal. See my boy Mikey out there on the on the PGA Tour. And Tyson Alexander is a real, you know, he's he's a real player. You know, Buddy Alexander's kid from Florida. Um, you know, Hall of Fame collegiate coach. So yeah, dude is is absolutely legit. But it also should, you know, wh- one of the things I think it also shows is how good the competition on the Corn Ferry Tour is. Like we talked off air. You don't shoot 15, 16, 17 under, and like you don't even sniff the top 20 anymore. No, those guys are, I mean, it's literally like it's a different mindset, really, because you got to think about to go that low, you're going for, you're hitting shots that are just uncomfortable, and you're going for pins that are just uncomfortable. That to be quite honest, most average golfers not even really thinking about like that. But for those guys, you know, it's like, yeah, there's pins where it's just you go for the middle of the green and you two putt and make your par get out of there. And it's not out there. They got to go for like all of it. I mean, 22 under is no joke. That is unbelievable. It's super low. You know, the, the crazy thing about the Corn Ferry Tour is there's no defense allowed. Like you cannot play a single hole over 72 holes defensively. You have right. to be in attack mode nonstop. And, and I think you made a great point. Attack mode in you know at comfortable pins. Attack mode at uncomfortable pins. Attack mode uh, on holes that require a right to left ball flight when your natural ball flight is left to right. Like you really have to play some uncomfortable golf at times and excel to go twenty two under par. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So I, I just pulled it up. He's uh, eighth now in the t- uh, the twenty five as they call it. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, moved from seventy third to eighth. Uh, it's uh, pretty amazing, and and man, it would be so awesome to see those guys out there on 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 the PGA Tour next year. I think you know you, you always hear about guys on Corn Ferry Tour like, oh, you you know, it's great to get hot at the end of the season, like you know, because then you can get in some fall PGA Tour events. But to make a jump, you know, that we're we talking sixty. You said he was an eighth, so sixty five spots. He jumps like I would like to win now and then just try to have some other good, maybe another top 10 or so finish throughout the year, maybe a top five. And and you're this high up. I mean, I'd be like, look, come try to catch me. You know, let's go out and win early and try catching me. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because like um, the leader is 940 points and and Tyson in eighth has 600. So, you know, it's so, it's just, it's, it's so top heavy, you know, and, and exact, you're exactly right. Like, you know, go out and win another one now, you know, come, come get me. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's just, uh, yeah, good for them and good for Mike back on the bag, uh, this week coming out. So I wanted to, I wanted to finish up Grant by asking you, I got a DM from uh, a longtime follower, listener, whatever you want to call it. And all it said was, Where's Phil with a question mark and then a smiley face? And I thought, should I answer this guy back in, you know, three or four paragraphs on Instagram or should we just make it a segment? And I think we're just going to make it a segment. And I wanted to get your thoughts first, you know, because I've got my own and stuff. And we have not talked about this off air at all. Um, But if I had to ask you, where's Phil? Where's Phil? Well, I think Phil is is just, you know, kind of letting time heal a little bit, if you will. I, I feel like he kind of misplayed his hand and he kind of got caught caught up a little bit. And he's he's 
he's very smartly letting time heal. I mean, time heals, right? Uh, you know, so it's such a, it's such an interesting thing. And I think, I think things uh, more will probably come to light, obviously, as time goes on. And as uh, the, uh, you know, the, the other tour gets kind of going here and very shortly. And, but yeah, Phil is, uh, Phil is, you know, I think he's he's kind of going. What's my next move? What what do I do here? And 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 smartly being out of the spotlight, being away from everything. You know, those guys get asked questions all the time, um, and they, they got to do interviews all the time. And it's like that's the last thing he needs to or wants to be doing right now. So I think he's just letting time heal and kind of stepping back. I think it's kind of smart. Um, he he he's he's in an interesting spot that I don't think he's ever been in. Um, so. We'll see. Yeah, I tend to agree completely. I feel like Phil's a guy that always tries to or wants to control the narrative. And for the first time, that is absolutely impossible. He can't do it, right? Because other people have kind of jumped in and said, no, this is what you meant. Um, you know, you shouldn't have, have held the PGA Tour at gunpoint. There's so much of me that – and 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 – you know, I'll preface it by saying this. I'm not an enormous Phil fan. I don't really think, like, in the real world, I'd get along with Phil uh, at all. I think we're two completely different people. Um, I think he's out of touch with reality. However, I, I think what Phil said was what a lot of tour pros were thinking, where they're just like, yeah, this government is awful. Like, we know exactly what they're doing with their sports washing. But look at this money. You know, I asked Scott on a prior episode, I said, right now, if someone said to you, quit your job, we'll give you $15 million to do this podcast in Saudi Arabia. You know, you name the name the country with the, you know, dictatorship government that's, you know, accused of atrocities. I don't care where it is in the world. Would you do it? And he was like, uh, yeah. Like, and, and so would I. You know, like if someone gave me generational money, like they're talking about to these players. 50, 75, 100 million to get them on board, I think you'd have to be almost a bit insane to not look out for your family and future generations. I think the way Phil went about it was completely wrong and then trying to backtrack by saying, no, 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 no. I really do hate these people, but I'm just trying to force the PGA Tour to do better. I think there's better ways to open lines of communication with the PGA Tour instead of holding them over a barrel, you know, with Live Golf and all these other people, because now Phil's severed both ends. The PGA Tour is completely out on him, and the Saudis are completely out, because they're like, wait a minute, we were going to give you, you know, X hundred million plus dollars, and now you're bashing us. So Yeah, I still think that they would give him the money. But I think also, too, though, it's a little bit different for those guys, right? Their motives are a little bit different because they, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them already have generational wealth. Um, yeah, a lot of the guys that they're mentioning, correct. You are correct. So, so at that point, it's like, okay, what is the motive? What is, you know, even take a guy like that I, I really like that there uh, hasn't come out yet, but there's been talk that he's in. So I, I, I'm a fan of uh, Ian Poulter. I think he's very entertaining. I love he's his my open- favorite golfer in the world. Yeah, I know. He, I know you really like him. I I, I think I love his openness, you know, and his his 
he's a real he's a real guy right so he i don't think he's a game player but like you know ian poulter i don't know the exact numbers but i mean guys probably won over 50 million dollars on tour not to mention all the money he's made from sponsors so i mean he's he's not you know maybe in phil's category money wise but at what point you know i mean he's got to be thinking about it from a different perspective than money you would think but Maybe not. I don't know. But it, it, I think those guys are thinking about it from a different perspective. You know, regular guy like me or you, you know, we're like, uh, okay, that is, that's a game changer. Let me, let me entertain that. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out and plays on that tour. You know, Bubba Watson's another one who's, who's rumored to be one of the top people. Um, but yeah, Phil. Phil is. Uh, I, I think you nailed it when when you said Phil. He likes to uh, control the narrative, and he's in a spot right now where he can't. And and you're right. He's kind of pissed off both sides. I still believe that he would be accepted completely by the Saudi back tour, but um, and he will be accepted completely by the PGA tour. He's got to navigate that correctly. But he's a Hall of Famer, and he's you know, uh, what is he a six time major winner? Uh, yep. Correct. And and he will be accepted. He he will be accepted back on the PGA tour. And um he you know he's one of those figures kind of like you like him or you don't, right? But he is he's still a Hall of Fame player and he he will he will be accepted back. Maybe he has to navigate it and, and, and say a couple apologies in private, maybe, but um but you know, he, he's a fixture wherever because he's such a powerful name and, and figure in the game. Right. Um, it, it's interesting. The whole thing is very, very interesting to me. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with it. To be honest, I mean, you know, it's not mundane. It's not the, it's not the norm. So it's, uh, for me, from a fan perspective, I'm like, well, let's see where this goes. And, you know, maybe it fizzles out. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it changes things the PGA Tour does and offers and uh, gives its entertainment product. But maybe it maybe it doesn't either. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm excited to see what happens, I guess. You know, I think a lot of it with Phil is how he's perceived by people. And normally Phil is perceived as pompous, um, a know-it-all, is a guy that will talk about any situation like he's the expert. And that turns a lot of people off. Um, but you mentioned time healing all wounds. You know, take Tiger for instance, the most beloved golfer. You know, possibly you know next to Arnie um, of all time. And this is a dude who went through you know adultery. Like if you have daughters, you'd never want someone like Tiger in their lives. It's a guy who literally twice could have killed multiple people while being under the influence and driving and speeding and not paying attention like over and over and over. He keeps on making these mistakes. And yet Tiger's so beloved that when he came back to the masters this year, I mean, it was like smearing peanut butter on the ground and watching ants converge. Like it was, it was insane. Just he's the Pied Piper and everyone drinks the Kool-Aid and they follow him nonstop. And I don't think Phil has that that effect with the masses. There's a very big percentage of the golf population that loves Phil to death. And there's a very big population that hates him. He's very polarizing. You'd be hard-pressed to find people that hate Tiger. 
you know, unless they were people that were personally affected by him. But as far as fans go, it's very hard to find people that hate Tiger. Like, I don't think Tiger is a good person at all. I I honestly despise him as a person, the, the older that I get. But as a golfer, no matter what, I am still 100% drawn to him. Like, he is still my favorite. Next to Mike Tyson, he is my favorite athlete in history to watch. And no one else is even close. Phil doesn't get that. I don't think Phil gets that pass like Tiger. I'm very interested to see if time is going to heal all wounds on the PGA Tour. I'm personally in the camp where I feel like Phil might be blackballed for, you know, I want to say for life, and I don't think it's going to be for life, but I don't see Phil getting a Ryder Cup captainship. I don't, I don't see, you know, Phil being that tour spokesman at the end of his career where he gets a tournament, you know, like Tiger or Jack or Arnie. And, and I, I think slowly that, that the tour just kind of separates itself from Phil. You know, I think Monahan has a long memory, and I think he holds grudges. And I think it's one of these things where even if you're mentioned with the Saudi investment or Live Golf or Greg Norman, I think he keeps a record of that, you know, in, in his mind, kind of like Tiger and, and his perceived enemies. Um, and I, I'd be, you know, I will definitely eat crow if Phil comes back and is is completely beloved yet again on tour. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I think uh, there's another you know thought that they have to have. So Phil being being Phil, Phil being you know just like you said, I, I think you accurately described. He's kind of polarizing. You either like him or you don't. At the end of the day, he's entertaining, and um, you know he's he makes people talk, right? And so. Um, the tour has to look at it like that. Cause at the end of the day, the tour, you know, it's about entertainment, you know, they're sure. they, the television they show. A, they have a show to put on. And, and so I think that, you know, he's, he, he adds to that. He adds to the entertainment value may not all be, you know, uh, roses and, 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 and a field of flowers, but, um, but they, they have to look at it from that point of view as well. And maybe he has crossed the line to a point where they're not going to, you know, um, be able to reconcile their, their relationship and and they do move away from him. But I think he's always going to be around in golf. You know, look, I don't think it's to this degree. It's slightly different, but VJ, VJ's kind of done the same in the past. You know, they've had words and, and, and lawsuits, I believe. Right. So, you know, but he's still, he's still, you know, out there and now he's kind of you know he's kind of he's he's getting a little bit older now so he's kind of fading a little bit to the background but he's still you know a big time name on um in, in golf and it'll be interesting to see how they move on and and, and i think it's gonna i do think it's gonna end up depending on phil's next move and how he goes about it um because I think you're right, Monahan. He's I think at this point he's 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 not he's not thrilled with the whole situation. Um, but they're you know the whole it's a tough situation for the tour, right? They're entertainment. They're trying to put out a good product, and they and to do that they need the best players in the world. Somebody comes in and says, "Yeah, oh, we're going to take those away. They're going to come play for this tour, and we're going to pay them a lot more money." They might have I mean, to start looking at some of the things they're doing. Yeah. 
I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let me let me ask you this. I'll kind of get get you out on this question here. We just had a Masters without a active defending major champion who happens to be a multiple-time Masters champion, right? Phil was not there. Now, whether that was Phil's doing to stay out of the public spotlight or it was Fred Ridley's doing to not want him to be a distraction there, whatever it may be, it is. Do we see a defending PGA champion not defend at the PGA championship? Do you think Phil still stays and shies away from the spotlight, or do you think he comes back for the PGA? I don't know. I could see that going a couple of different ways. You know, I could see Phil going just to spite the whole thing. I'm coming to defend my <laughs> I'm here I am. See, um, I, I see that I I kind of see that exactly the same way you're envisioning it. With him sitting down and you know the first questions he's gonna, you know, get asked is about that. And I can see him saying, like, uh, yeah, not mentioning it. And then the next person says something, yep, yep not talking about it. If you want to give me PGA questions, I'll take it. If not, I'm just going to sit up here and stare at you. And then I can see people keep asking him these questions over and over again. And him just with a blank stare, you know, just kind of shrugging off. Be like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, he could. He could go straight Marshawn Lynch on him, right? And hey, not answer. I'm just, here, I'm just here to not get fined. Yeah, so – but and he could do that. But I think a lot of it, if he shows up or not, a lot of it depends on what happens between now and the PGA. You know, how does he handle, you know, Monaghan behind the scenes? How does he handle, you know, is he going to move forward with the, um, you know, other tour? You know, I, I don't, you know, there's there's a lot of questions. You know, his next move is not, we're not sure what he's going to do. But I definitely could see him going, yeah, here I am. I'm the defending champ. But, you know, I, I hope for Phil, you know, it works out. Um, I, I do think he's entertaining. You know, he some of some of the things he's done in the past has been, you know, questionable, you know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. His next move is going to be it. We'll, we'll probably know by his, whatever his next move is, you know. Yeah. And whatever going. happens, it's going to be entertaining either way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. He's so. going to give us he's going to give us plenty to, to talk about. All right, Grant, uh, I can't thank you enough. I know you got some meetings coming up. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to do some stuff and, and beat this impending snowstorm. Um, real, real quick, lastly, uh, you, you've been getting out and playing golf at all because I have not. So I'm going to live vicariously through you. Well, I try. So, you know, it's tough. You know, we're, we're all kind of in the same boat. We got kids playing their own sports and, 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 uh, you know, full-time regular jobs, you know, so, but, uh, but yeah, I try to get out, um, once a week is kind of my goal right now. So I did play, uh, last week and, um, it, it was awesome. It was beautiful weather. I actually hit the ball decent. It was, uh, yeah. So I've been playing a little bit, not as much as I'd like. We'd always like to play more. Right. But, um, it's just, you know, you go through those phases of life where sometimes it's like golf has to take the back burner, unfortunately. But, um, you know, it's, it's all, you know, there's only so much time, you know, that, and there's, there's so much golf to be played. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yes, there is, <laughs> but yeah, so a little bit, a little bit, but, um, always trying, you know, and, uh, and yeah, as much as I can get out there, I do it. So good, good, good. All right. Well, obviously, you know, it's always good talking with you love having you in the pod um and people either get busy golfing or get busy dying <laughs>